Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the IVG podcast. This is IVG podcast number forty-five, <laughs> and I'm joined here with Sam and Gagan. Hey guys. Hey guys. And the way you said another episode, as if we do this every week. Like you know, another episode, one year per episode. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a benchmark for now. But we definitely want to do it more regularly. But we're not going to promise anything, you know, because we're just going to do it this time. And yeah, uh, I mean, at least at least at least we wanted at least to do it. Like if not every week, but at least whenever we do it, we want to do it periodically. Where yeah, regular. periodically. <laughs> okay, yeah. that that's it. Our next podcast will be twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so, uh, so actually, this is a good time, good time for us to get back to it because a lot is happening. Yeah. Uh, but before before we kind of get into it, I just want to give a shout out to one IBG member who's been like the biggest sort of supporter of the podcast. His name is Irock ninety eight. Not only has he been posting a lot on our forums uh, about wanting the podcast back, but even like all over the internet. Like I saw uh, po- uh, posts about gaming podcasts on Reddit and all that, and there also he's been. Like you know, uh, uh, you know, writing about the IBG podcast and how he wishes it was back. So shout out to him. Nice dude, thank you uh, for the support. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. So yeah, so like I was saying, so much to talk about. Uh, but I think I think we'll use this episode to focus on what just happened, which was the Ubisoft Forward event. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think I you, you know, and I think the the biggest game that was there would turn out to be the biggest disappointment for me, to be honest with you, because Valhalla did not look as good as I thought it would. I was fucking hyped for this game, and when I saw it, I was like, eh. Don't you think Watchdog Legions look better? Like way, way, way better. For sure. Like honestly, Watchdogs was delayed so much. I, I think it was supposed to come out. Event last year at some point, or was it earlier this year? I'm early this year, remember. earlier this year, if I'm not so, mistaken. Yeah, so I think when they delayed it and they didn't really talk about the game at all, I got kind of worried about the game. Like I don't know that like, what, what direction they're going in. Is it really working out? Are they going to like scrap it and start? It seemed too ambitious, you know. So I was scared about that. Like yeah. the, every single yeah. player is an NPC, can be a character. Like how is that even going to work, you know? But yeah, yeah, they 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 pulled it off to a certain extent. Like it looks phenomenal. Like that short film that they showed at the start was fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, it was amazing. That was really well done. I was like, what, dude? They should actually have the game look like that. That would be sick, bro. That would have been sick. I never watch these short films in any for any other game. I really really get bored or I skip forward. I saw the conference a bit late. I didn't see it live. But this one, it just got me from the first second. Man, it was so well done, so well stylized. It was really, really one of the best uh, like short films I've seen based on a game. No, for In sure. In fact, I felt like the the gameplay was then a bit of a letdown after yeah. that. Yeah, that was such a high, and then the game looked a bit bland after that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I really liked what they showed. Uh, I mean, the variety in gameplay styles, depending on which character you choose. Uh, it's pretty crazy, like the the drone specialist, and you have this this plumber who's like super hands on and crazy, yeah. good stuff. So I'm actually gonna give a shout out to Ubisoft because you know people give them a lot of shit for their open world games, but I think honestly they add a lot of variety to these games to a certain extent. You know, like for example, now you take you you take a game like GTA V, right? It was really well made, but the missions were very linear. There was no freedom. You do the same shit, listen to the same stuff. You got to go from point A to point B. It was literally like I have this beautiful open world, and I'm just going from point A to point B with some random fucking activities like tennis and yoga, which I never did ever. 
right hmm. but in in all the assassin's creed games and you guys can attest to this since you all are playing odyssey right now there's like freedom you know you do however you want and even within combat you can do range combat you can do up close and personal combat you can do sword combat fast moving combat slow moving heavy combat and i think it's this kind of variety that they do well which is brought into watch dogs which i really appreciated cuz you saw that john wick kind of guy right and then you saw uh, uh, and then you saw stealth and in the first gameplay they showed like an old lady which was like stupid but cool man i'm like yo i want to shoot shit as an old lady you know it's funny it's awesome yeah. and uh, my only reservation with this is that they've shown like three four different styles of characters my only concern is that it shouldn't become like you have these three four classes of preset characters and then no matter you pick five other characters they'll fit into one of these four i mean i it'll have to happen it will have to happen that way right because like how much variety can you go after after a certain point so you'll have the passive yeah. approach you'll have the hacking approach stealth combat i mean after that what you going to do right I'm sure there's going to be a designated driver approach as well for yeah, some sure. missions like that. Uh, yeah, but I feel like be. within the, like, you know, like, for example, like, I think in stealth also, what they're doing is within stealth, you'll have like a close quarter Sam Fisher kind of player where you can literally get into the action. But at the same time, you'll have a stealth dude who can hack stuff, who can use drones to get stuff done. So you'll get a little variety in there as well. You know, Ubisoft has been especially nice to Watch Dogs as a series, man, because you for see sure. the growth from Watch, da- Watch Dogs 1, to Watch Dogs 2 and from Watch Dogs 2 to this it's really exponential and they haven't done this with even Far Cry or Assassin's Creed for that matter as in like those games have changed but it's taken a few years and few iterations for the games to actually get to where they are now so yeah. sure. also they've given Watch Dogs way more time uh, between, exactly. between games than they've given to Assassin's Creed or to Far Cry for that matter so i think uh, yeah i think that's also benefited but i think Watch Dogs 2 i think was a was a amazing game i really like watch dogs too so even if they had just incrementally made this a little bit different like i would have still liked it but what they've done is like super ambitious and it's like very unlike ubisoft to like change the game so much like the three games that that the all three games are so different from each other but you know what i really like is the fact that you're not playing in an american city anymore like our sicker that shit dude like honestly yeah. like you know ever since you remember that game the getaway ever since then yeah. i've been wanting to play a game in like urban london or some place that's different and watchdog is going to hit that it really well yeah dude london definitely has way more character than most of the other cities yeah man it's like also. it's like you either going to do new york you going to do la you going to do like san francisco whatever dude, la is boring as hell man la landscape is so bad and like it's just gta that's it i mean you played one gta in liberty city and you pretty much know all about la man it's it's not fun anymore after a point It's just overdone. Dude, true crime, even true crime. True crime, crime LA, LA, dude. That, yeah, but dude, you know why right. that game was good? Because I think that was one of the first few games where you had the whole open world situation. Now it's just like, eh, it's another game, you know? It's another game, yeah. just another game. But yeah, yeah I mean, Watch Dogs yeah, should be LA, awesome. LA doesn't have that much variety in terms of like, it's very barren, it feels. Exactly. Yeah, the other cities, even New York for that matter, has so much character to it. You know, with the high rises and all that. Like London is a beautiful city, man. I I think it should be covered a lot more in video games. Yeah, it's surprising because so far most of the games that did London were they did London in like an old, like in the old earlier centuries, like the Order Assassin's I Creed was in London, right? Oh, yeah, the Order in London. Uh, Order was there. Assassin's Creed Syndicate was yeah. there, Syndicate. which is also Victorian yeah. England. Then you have these rando, yeah. uh, you know, like RPGs like Vampire and stuff like that, which was also in <laughs> London. 
something. <laughs> but like, you know, very like old and, and I don't think they are open worlds like Watch Dogs. It's just like you have these silos, you know, a certain explorable yeah. area, kind of like Last of Us, you know, and then you have this yeah. stuff. Uh, but yeah, and also but they kept they kept showing Camden in the, in yeah, the trailers, and so I'm wondering if that's gonna be like your hub because Camden is the place for like most of the like misfits of London. Like that's that's the more uh, like even like back in the day when the, the the whole punk scene was coming up, I think Camden was the center of that, and then the hipster scene also Camden was center of that. So I'm guessing this is where all the misfits will kind of kind of tend to go. So I'm maybe figuring that's where that's gonna be like the main hub of for the. But again, who knows? Because there's no like central character, so I don't know how this is gonna work out. I also feel that modern London is a little more hard to do because that city is so dense, and like you go from one block to the other block, it's completely different. I mean, there's just so much happening around the city. It's like grown so much but over the years. They, but they will do the whole city. They, uh, they'll try and do the whole city in the in this. They will, but they'll take some artistic liberties. Like they may not do yeah, one sure. to one scale. scale you down. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Like how they did with the crew. The crew was the entire US, but obviously they could do the whole country. So they just pick the best parts and they connected them together in the, and make it down. That's what. And like down. in Spider-Man also, they covered the whole of New York and all. But like you could see, you know, that some of the buildings were a bit samey and all that. I don't think you can get away that easily with the London. Though Spider-Man did a very commendable job of putting just about every major landmark out there. And like that, they did a really, really good uh, job with that. So, Watch Dogs is October 29th and it is has been confirmed for PS5 and Xbox One with smart delivery. So, you want to pay for the next-gen version. Definitely. So, definitely. So, so, are you guys trying to get it on ne- current-gen or next-gen? It seems like a very next-gen sort of concept. All these games are next-gen concepts, man. I mean, like, I don't think any of these games will perform that well in the current-gen. Like Dude, Valhalla, Valhalla doesn't seem like an excellent concept at all. It just seems like another. So Valhalla, what game. they've shown so far is the current gen build. I've been reading up yeah, about and it, and it's and it's early footage. So yeah, I mean, do sure. uh, And you know, honestly, for what it's, I mean, uh, once again, in its defense, for its scope, because generally these games are massive in scope, it'll look good. I thought the same thing about Odyssey when I saw it and I was playing it. I was like, yo, this shit is legit. You know, this game looks good. It's just that mm-hmm. I think they're gonna have. This like sorry. So coming back to Watch Dogs, it depends on how much shooting is there, you know. Because if there's a lot of shooting, I may get it on PC because I really can't aim really well with the controller on the on the PS. But Valhalla, I'll get on PS4 so I can smart upgrade to the PS5. That's my plan. You know what? They really got me in the hook with the, this uh, smart upgrades and uh, all all these uh, like you know PS4 to PS5 and Xbox One to Xbox Series X upgrades. So it's kind of fun, you know. I like the idea of starting a game on an older console, and if I buy the new console, I can continue from there with much better graphics and much better visual styles. I, I just find that very nice, you know. It's getting a graphic card upgrade in the middle of a playthrough. Also, it helps that the pe- people don't kind of you won't see like this lull where people people will stop buying games for the current gen right. because oh the PS5 is coming out and yes. just buy the PS5 launch titles then. So now you are you know that even if you're going to get the PS5 in two months, you still buy a PS4 game now because you know you're going to get it on the PS5 as well. So I think it also helps that you won't see a lull in the sales of games now because the new consoles are coming, which is which is good uh, for the for publishers as well as for for Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. That was always the case, you know. And especially for older gen consoles, people who had the older consoles, they were just subjected to all KD games and shovelware and all. Once the new consoles came out. But now, at least Xbox is pro- uh, promising that uh, they're going to be supporting the consoles for the next two years with every first-party game that comes out on Xbox Series X. But though we have to still see what first-party will come. But that brings me back to this to this 
discrepancy that's there between Microsoft and Sony's approach where uh, Xbox is basically saying that every first party game will be playable on Xbox One as well as Xbox Series X. Hmm. Whereas Sony is like, no, we have, with the reason we are launching a new console is that we want games that take advantage of the features of this new console. So, we don't want to limit that. So, what do you guys think of that? Like, do you think you're going to see Microsoft actually like holding their games back because it has to work on like pretty much five, six year old hardware now? as well as on Series X. But let me ask you this, when you say, uh, when you say Microsoft's going to do this with first party games, like what first party games, like Halo and stuff? Halo yeah, every, every Microsoft first party game will work on Xbox One. Basically everything that is announced on 23rd of uh, July this uh, year. I mean, whatever Halo they announce, Gears of War they announce, whatever Forza, Forza game they announce, yeah. it will have to work on Xbox One. And I'm, I'm a bit worried about that because I want to, I want like a proper next-gen Forza Horizon. I don't want something that has to work on Xbox One as well. So, you know what, this has been addressed by Phil Spencer directly. I think he was asked this question recently and he made, made it very yeah. public that, uh, like take PC gaming for example, just because you have newer hardware and you have games looking better than ever on that newer hardware doesn't mean that the older hardware does not get supported anymore the games will still run in an optimized Dude, way I on heard the older that. hardware yeah no no i heard that but that's talking about the graphics the certain yeah. certain things that you can't do in terms of game design because the hardware is a limitation the graphics of course i can get you can scale the graphics up and down that's okay yeah but my issue is more like you know like stuff you can do with game design with new consoles like what we saw uh, with the Unreal Engine uh, demo as well. Like there's things that you can do with these new consoles because of the hardware power power that you get that you can't do with the older ones. So that's my concern. Like they will have to limit what they can do in terms of pushing the boundaries of the game design more than the hard, the graphics side of it. Like even things like an SSD which is not there in a P by default in an Xbox One. Even that stuff is going to hold it back. Load times, uh, pop-ins, you know, so, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they will have to kind of put in some load screens and things like that where re required to kind of make it work on the older gen stuff. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a completely impossible task or something that will completely hold them back from performing well on the newer one. At the most, like, you might get a very unoptimized version on the Xbox One. Again, this is just me saying. I'm not a developer by any means. So, but then that's, like, that's a disservice to the guys who own that console, right? Because then it's like how it happened last gen. But you know what? It's better than actually giving them absolutely nothing, you know? Because the thing is, with, you've seen this with the previous cycles. In fact, Xbox had done this themselves, you know? As soon as the Xbox One came out, not Xbox One, sorry, Xbox 360 came out, the original Xbox was completely dropped. As in, there was like zero support for that console. Nothing came out for that console. And it was just like out of the conversation completely. Though PS2 was still getting God of War and was still getting some really uh, decent games at uh, that time. Uh, you know, even after the PS3 came out. But that's the thing. I mean, you know, I mean, over here, people with the older consoles, they pretty much know what they're in for. You know, if they don't upgrade, they cannot expect the best looking games out there are probably you know, the, well, the most optimized games out there. I guess that's, Dude, that's I think something this is, I think this is going to be like a one year tops sort of policy of Microsoft. After one year, they're going to be like, fuck this. Because they, they did the same thing with the Xbox One where they had this whole policy about pre-owned games. Hmm. They had a policy that Kinect will be a big part of everything. And one, two years passed and they dropped everything and they were like, okay, no, uh, that doesn't work anymore. We're just going to go with the way Sony is doing it. So mm -hmm. I think even you know, I think for one year they'll one or two years they'll try and really push it. But when you start seeing what the new hardware can do, it's gonna be impossible to keep supporting ten year old hardware or eight year old hardware. It just doesn't make sense 
Yeah, see, honestly, yeah, that, that's the thing. As long as I think it's supported for even a year and all, I think they're still doing some sort of a service to the community that way. As it's still more than better than not doing anything at all. What will also happen is that eventually you're going to see the PS5 and Xbox Series X become the lead platform for development. Yeah, and then they're yeah. going to have to go back and say, "Oh, now we made this game for PS or for Xbox Series X. Now we have to go back and tweak it so it also works on Xbox One." That is going to is going to cost more to develop the game. It's going to take more time to develop the game, and you're not going to. You won't get a great Xbox Series X version. Neither will you get a great Xbox One version. So it's going to kind of mess up the whole the whole thing. That's the way I see it. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is that you know, with Microsoft, I don't think cost is that big a, ma- a problem for them right now. They have like shit loads of money to burn because this isn't even their primary uh, money maker for them. I mean, I, like for example, Sony, like PlayStation, is pretty much the brand that's holding everything else up. You know, with Microsoft, yeah. I think they can still take that risk. But you never know. I or mean, they, like let's let's see one year down the line. Do, I think what they could also do is what EA does does or did with FIFA, where they actually had a separate game entirely for the old. Like it was the same game, but you had right. a different engine, which which worked on the PS3 version as opposed to the PS4 version. So you didn't have you didn't have all the features. So of course, for for the sake of it, the game was available on the other, on, on the older platform, but it didn't have all the features. Right? Yeah. That yeah. That, that's how, how would that be possible for something like a Halo or Gears, man? That would be like super stupid of them to do. I feel it's easier for this to do for FIFA. For example, you you might say they might say that okay, you know what in in Gears Six on X on P on Xbox Series X you can have like say sixty player multiplayer, but on Xbox One no, not in that. It's in, in this context, it would be saying that Gears the new the new Gears will be built on the new Unreal Engine, and the older hmm. Gears will be made on Unreal Engine Four, which is what FIFA does, right? Or across uh, gens, they do different engines completely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think it'll be a stupid fucking move though. Doing that for sure. Yeah. They, I, at best is at best you're gonna see like black flag kind of games if you remember, which was you know the yeah. tail end of the games, which honestly, like Sam was saying, wasn't a great uh, looking uh, PS4 game to begin with, but because it was so uh, early in the PS4 cycle, it kind of passed away, which is I guess how but people will there, give it a pass. There, that was a ge- that was a game made for PS3, and they did a graphical upgrade for the PS4. But now, what's going to happen is people are going to start developing games for PS5 and Series X, and then you can't go back and like remove things for the Xbox One. But if it's first party, yeah. I guess they'll do it in a different way, right? Because if it's first party, then they'll go ultra. Unless all their uh, first party announcements that we hear this time are going to be like indie level games. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Which yeah. I'm pretty sure is the case, dude. Xbox. You saw the last press conference. I fell asleep, bro. I fell asleep no, at that press that conference. That last one it was, was like a disaster. That, I think I think that was the biggest misstep of Microsoft by saying gameplay for uh, all this shit and like you know, showing regular trailers and all. I don't know how much they're to blame and how much anybody else is to blame, but it was a really bad shit show for them, man. That definitely didn't work. But I think they kind of okay. learned their lesson, man. After that, I don't think they're gonna do pull the same thing again. No, also like for I think Forza Horizon three it was, which was one of the games that they did. I think I don't know if it was three or two. Uh, one of the Forza Horizon games was a cross-gen game between 360 and Xbox One. So basically, what they did with with that is that a lot of the multiplayer features that were not there on the 360 version, like they had, I think they introduced driver cars uh, in in Forza Horizon two, and that was a feature only on Xbox One. It wasn't there on 360. So I think the, we might start seeing things like that. Uh, yeah. But cutting yeah, corners, cutting corners, yeah. Whatever, man. I mean, I think it's up to Microsoft to. But you know, if if you take this conversation and apply it to what we are talking about initially, the thing with Valhalla is that it looks 
so janky even even when they move to next gen consoles at best you'll have a better frame rate and you'll have a game that looks better have you guys seen that stomp animation it looks so fucking clunky dude like even the fighting and all it looks really like just weird yeah looks weird yeah, the one thing the one thing i've not liked about the combat in the series is that the the animations are so the the kind animations are so uh like it's also an issue that's there in many sports games for example like where where once you once you start an once you start an animation it takes so long for it to complete that the whole combat feels like it's like happening like you know in a in a delayed sort of uh fashion where it doesn't it doesn't feel like the combat like for god of war for example it's so mm. it's like god of war combat is so instant right you know feel like you have to wait for an animation to complete before you can but do that is that that's that was a Assassin's Creed choice overall. but but that's the thing that's the choice they made because they were like you know what we want to go after what people like like in dark souls of sorts that was the thought process behind origin mm. you want to make it more slow you want to make it more methodical but in doing yeah. so they could have done it like how ghost of tsushima has done it you know the way it's done is there are candy animations in the game it is methodical in the game but dude the 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 combat feels like fucking visceral cuz even if like you don't pay attention like just one or two grunts can like easily kill you and these are like those chindi grunts right you find at the start of the game so that is something that i wish that they overhauled the combat to a certain extent because combat is something you do a lot of in assassin's creed besides the so called stealth option but combat is literally just lifted from odyssey and they chop out it here with some kill can with some kill animations and more blood and gore that was personally yeah, was disappointing for me they also added the option they also added the option to be able to have dual wield any two weapons like you can also dual wield yeah okay that that pick up bodies and throw it at your enemy man <laughs> Wasn't anyone else excited about that? <laughs> really, I didn't see that. Honestly, I just saw the shield bashing, dual that's, shield stuff. I no, saw that's that. an option in the combat. Basically, if you have uh, anybody else falling around in the battle in the arena or whatever, you can just pick them up and throw it at your enemy. Oh, really? Project time, yeah, dude. Like, I'll I be really honest. I will play this game for sure because I love the Assassin's Creed games. It's just that hmm. it wasn't. And given that they took a break after Odyssey last year, they didn't come out with a game, right? So I thought yeah. when they come back to this game, it's gonna have. So right now it's like eighty percent Odyssey, twenty percent new. I thought it'll be ultra eighty percent new, twenty percent re- retread. You know, but hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a game developer. I also, developer, I also so. want to see how how uh, well they build out the village uh, building mechanic. Yeah, so that was something very nice. I mean, I thought that uh, was a new direction. Like, if it's a proper simulation type thing, then it's fun. Assassin's Creed, I think Revelations or Brotherhood or one of these games had like a base building kind of Assassin's thing. Assassin's Creed Two also, yeah. Yeah, one of them. So that had was these more like a tower defense. That was tower, tower defense, defense type thing. thing that yes, tower defense, which I completely but, ignored. By the way, I ignored the shit out of that. Dude, that was. That was so fuck all because every time you, you you took over an area, if you left it, then so they, then they would come back and take it over. Like the yeah, the, it was like fuck all. The Templars would come back and take it over. So no, was so no Assassin's Creed Two had base building in a way that you could actually do up your uh, house in a better way and all that. It was merely cosmetic. I don't think it served any of any purpose as such, but you could actually build up that house that you were living in with your uncle Mario. <laughs> oh really? Ah, yeah. I don't remember yeah, that yeah, game, remember man. That. I remember that I played now, it like much later. That's why. Okay. So this, so if if they actually make flesh it out nicely, then it gives you some incentive to like get in-game rewards and whatever. But so the thing I didn't like about the game is I I'm not like I'm not really like enjoying like seeing the 
the game world doesn't look that interesting to me. It just looks very barren. It looks like like I don't know where this falls in the timeline. Do you guys know where this game falls in the timeline in terms of uh, the chronology? No, I have no I, idea. I don't know, man. I don't pay attention to that whole uh, like <laughs> the timeline of Assassin's Creed. I just go for it. No, but the thing is that I, wanna, I just want to know how how ancient are we talking in this? No, but the thing is that I think in in that context it is it it is true to that time period because this is when they want like big structures or they want like you know churches and other things for us to kind of run around. So if you notice, they I think they have hmm. incorporated some of Assassin's Creed Three's animations here because Connor initially was like chilling out in a forest, right, running around on trees and shit. So they yeah. got that kind of yeah. stuff here where you chill on branches and then you do that because there isn't that much verticality in this game. At least it doesn't look like from what we've seen because the all the villages yeah. are flat you can't have a random skyscraper in the middle of all that shit so uh, unfortunately it is uh, it is a product of its time but i think what i've read is that they said that side quests is something interesting i read because normally in ac the side quests are also super repetitive right go here yeah. either kill yeah. this dude or go here kill that dude whereas here they're trying to do something a little different like maybe again bringing ghost of tsushima as an example where they want that side quest to have its own kind of nice self-contained story and you get a little like good loot from doing it just like we did in witcher also for example uh, so i just hope it's not copy pasted so contrary to popular opinion i kind of uh, really like the demonstration that they showed i mean yeah it was clunky and all that a bit i mean it could definitely look visually better but i think that's a problem with the stream it the streams generally just make all games look bad compared to what they actually end up looking like but uh, i also like the fact that they incorporated some of the older elements back like stealth you know i mean like you could kind of blend in with the crowd social you stealth could... social stealth yeah that was something that was missing from the last two games origins and odyssey so that's something that they brought back and that was something that i actually did miss so i'm glad that's back base building is a really really good feature for me combat also i i don't have a negative opinion yet i mean though it did look a bit clunky and all but sure I, I'll wait for trying it out, man. And I'm really excited to see how it performs on next-gen consoles. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to play it at launch. In terms of timelines, it actually is actually the third oldest. So Odyssey is apparently the oldest game in terms of chronology. I thought Origins. Origins was the was think, yeah, before that. Origins yeah, Origins is, is the so, first. So, so, basically, so basically, Odyssey and Origins are very close in the within the same few hundred years apart okay and then the next one next one comes is valhalla and then comes the first game the first uh, assassin's creed first game. game in the series yeah 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 so it's so so so, so you, it can actually have an interesting game world because odyssey and origins had i really enjoyed or like even though origins was in was in egypt or whatever and it was Loved, loved, loved desert, desert and all that. <laughs> desert. I think there was some, <laughs> <laughs> some candy and shit everywhere. <laughs> so, but it was, it was actually fun exploring. Uh, Especially in exploration mode. I really enjoyed that feature that they added to both the games. Where there's no Did like guide marker. exploration to Origins as well? Yeah. Exploration yeah, yeah. Origins? yeah really? it started with that. Where you just explore the place and then you kind of come to it. it huh, did I don't it? remember that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it did have it. I don't I know, man. As I, I grow older, my memory is getting a little more fucked day by day, dude. Yeah, I think you're confusing it with Odyssey. Odyssey had that. No, Odyssey for sure. Game. I played it. I played the full game with that, and it was great, dude. Mm. Like it really felt like an adventure, you know. Like go to this island and look southwest, and then you'll find something, and then go at the foot of this. I was like, yo, that's a fucking mystery to me, dude. That was really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Love doing that yeah. shit. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm playing it with all the gameplay icons on and all because I want I, to. That's cool, bro. See, like, dude, I, I like to see my missions. Too, too, too much OCD happens when I see all the icons. Too. So I think I really like the exploration. Dude, time. you will love Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> then because when you open up the map, there's like no icon. I was like, what? Dude, it's madness. Dude, dude, that's what I was like, like even in Red Dead 2, right? I used to turn all the nice. icons off and I used to open the map, but then you could not permanently turn them off. Every time you went back into the map, again, the yeah. icons came back up. There was no way to save it with no icon. I know. Hmm. Damn or not. But you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys have not played Last of Us and it's not an open world game, but dude, that game with its customization of stuff that you can and cannot do, I think has set yet another benchmark. Like you can literally tweak every single aspect of the game, including stuff like in listening mode, you can have some stuff show up. So it's easier for you to get collectibles, you know, something as simple as that. So hmm. I, I think more games should offer a lot more customization, even Ghost Recon, which I don't think you guys have played. There's a lot of ways you can customize the interface, the UI and stuff like that. And these are all like UV games. So I think Ubisoft has some good stuff going for them, for sure. Yeah, yeah. In UB in, 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 and, and speaking <laughs> of Ubisoft, I, I really, really wanted to see Far Cry gameplay, Far Cry 6 gameplay. And uh, sadly, we'll have to wait for the next forward for that. But what do you guys think about the setting and stuff? Do you like it? Man, I like Gus Fring, man. <laughs> Just yeah, give me cool. Gus Fring and everything and he's, it's cool. <laughs> So, uh, if you I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of the series. I mean, I haven't played, I don't think, since Far Cry 3 anything. I've not played anything since... Uh, no, I played Primal was the last one I played, uh, which was fun. But, uh, I I mean, it could go either way. It could just be one of those those uh, Latin American... Like, it, like it seemed like it, it could go the Just Cause way for some reason. It reminded me of that. Like, you know, Just Cause how you had the... Yeah. Uh, you had the dictator... And but, less, had but less the cheesy uprising. and all. Yeah, of course, this will be like way more, way more serious and dark. Just yeah, for sure. It, it seemed like that. Very caricature-ish, but let's see how. I, yeah. I like the setting though, because the game takes place in like the 70s or the 80s. And once again, there aren't too many FPS open world games in that setting, especially like a Far Cry game, right? They're either modern day or then they went all the way back in primal. So, like Watch Dogs, have they actually made any progress with the series over the last few games? Because they keep releasing Far Cry games pretty regularly. So, uh, there was a decent amount of change up from Far Cry 4 to 5. But once again, these aren't changes that will like really stand out to you the way, say, they went from Syndicate to Origins. Syndicate was the mm. last one, right? Which is a conventional one. Like Origins, they literally changed up the formula a lot. Far Cry 5, what they did, they tweaked the formula a lot. Made it more streamlined, made it easier to kind of uh, maneuver, move around the game world. Uh, personally, I love these games because they're very relaxing. Like Far Cry 5 was like super chill to drive around, shoot shit. But once again, like you said, you're not a big fan. I doubt Far Cry 6 is going to change the way you actually think about the game. You know, like I'll give you another example. Far Cry 2 to Far Cry 3 was a jump because Far Cry 2 yeah. was set in the, you know, set there. You had malaria, you had guns jamming. It was very authentic, kind of hardcore-ish, which a lot of people didn't like. So with Far Cry 3, they went to this, what is their current staple, like open world formula. And since then, they've just been layering and building on that. Not really and changing. very over the top villain. The villains are, I think, their biggest... Uh, like, I... And, uh, you know, but honestly, for me, Vaz was like the favorite, dude. He was fucking straight up crazy. That dude's a good actor. He's there in Better Call mm. Saul also. And yeah. there are Is rumors... Kid, Vaz? That's, that's, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. that Because as yeah. you can see, his dad gave him a fucking live grenade. So I'm pretty sure his dad fucks him up. And then he <laughs> goes on to, like, lose his shit and become Vaz. But 
Yeah, I think Spoiler we'll have to man. look forward to the next thing for that. <laughs> Another thing that I would like to point out is Ubisoft is just being straight up a dick with the Splinter Cell series, dude. I'm just going to say this shit, bro. <laughs> dude, <laughs> they have taken Sam Fisher and they've made him like just a fucking special appearance kind of dude Cameo. in yeah. games. And now in a mobile game, I'm like, bro, not cool. That was not fucking cool, dude. Not cool. Not cool On one hand, you've got like on one hand, you've got IO Interactive doing like crazy shit with Hitman. So, so people actually have an appetite for stealth and you know, these guys are absolutely not. Dude, and I, I, the thing is that Blacklist, the last Splinter Cell game was actually a phenomenal game, dude. Like they got everything yeah. back from like chaos theory mechanics to the new gunplay. It was, you know, and unfortunately it was a victim of last gen. It, so I don't know why that game didn't move on to PS4. It was not made for the PS4, it was PS3, Xbox yeah. and PC. And it was released mm. at a time, but there was so much hype for next gen. Just got lost and died in the hype. It was an expensive game. And they just said, you know what, fuck it. And I can, and I think like just how Prince of Persia died for Assassin's Creed to a certain yeah. extent, I think uh, Splinter Cell has died for Ghost Recon. Because Ghost Recon, Wildlands and uh, Breakpoint are the closest. You can kind of get to like an open world Splinter Cell-ish game. Which really suck. Yeah. Because Splinter no, Cell should be They need to back. just reboot that franchise. I think it's like time for them to reboot it. And people obviously like Sam Fisher, man. It's not like uh, people have moved on to Ghost Recon. It's a different audience altogether, man. So, yeah, yeah, but actually, Ubisoft likes Sam Fisher because they keep putting him in every game. But, but give him a fucking <laughs> game, Bencho. Like, what is this teasing, dude, all the time? Like, I'm like sick of this shit, bro. Like, every time I see those glasses, I mean, I see those those night vision goggles that, that sound. I'm like, dude, new, go, huh. new Sam Fisher game. And then he's like, no. Supporting character <laughs> in a fucking mobile game. Come on, bro. Yeah. That hurt, dude. That yeah. fucking hurt. Seriously. So, were you guys expecting a Prince of Persia? Because there were some people Hell like no. online saying Hell no. no. Dude, no, I know no. that franchise is not coming back, bro. It's really not. Because there are IP issues also, man. There are IP issues with... Because, you know, when that... You guys remember seeing that Prince of Persia leaked video, which looked pretty dope, yeah, by yeah. the way. So, the deal is that every time they make a Prince of Persia game, they got to share royalties with the original... Uh, owner right yeah. the Jordan yeah, dude yeah. but with Assassin's Creed they get to keep everything for themselves and have some of the characteristics obviously not the whole reversal of time bit and Assassin's Creed sells like gangbusters why will they even bother with this shit I mean I hate it True. because I love P.O.P but it's not coming back bro no man P.O.P as a franchise I think it's like it's done it's deed. Uh, it came it had two kind of uh, generations of games one with the 2D games and then after that with the 3D games and all with the Sands of Time and all. But uh, right now, I don't know, man. I don't even know if there's an appetite for a game like that. If there's a demand for a no, game like that. Even if there is, it'll just eat into Ubisoft's other games. It's not going to like make yeah, a new why, why bother? I think Sam Fisher needs a game much uh, before Prince of Persia. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And and I think Ubisoft needs to kind of distinguish their games from one another. Because one of the reasons Ghost Recon Breakpoint also fell, uh, failed <laughs> is because they made it too similar to Division, you know, with gear score and all. Like, not everything needs to be like everything else. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they did it for, like, development purposes. I don't know. Maybe something tied into there. But like Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon used to be uh, more tactical than it is now, right? It is. It yeah. is still because a fairly tactical game. But it's become very, like open world 
easy like run and gun kind of game you can even run and gun through the game if you remember grow to like advanced warfighter and stuff like that which came out mm. on the pc those were like really hardcore tough games like you had to kind of plan and move and stuff like that you could not play the way you play this game right now right now i just load up the uh, you know load up in a jeep go into a base i can shoot shit and still get away with it you couldn't do that in the older games Cool. So I think the other game, the other game that that we kind of didn't touch upon was which we also played recently was Hyperscape. Yeah. Which right. they yeah. which they announced, uh, which went on, which went like open beta globally. So I, so we guys we played a bit. I mean, you I, I think you played more than us. So what what do you think of uh, Hyperscape? Uh, did I play more than you guys? Dude, I played I the same play amount. I mean, I played maybe, oh, I, yeah, I think I played maybe just one round more than you. But to be honest, first oh, of all, okay. Battle Royale th- as a sub-genre is not my scene. There's too much of a, mm. there's too much of a downtime, you know, from no, when that, I die, from when I the find. Case with, that's the case with all of us. It's none of yeah. our scenes. And, <laughs> but I will say this, I like the aesthetic. I like the upgrade mechanics. I like the fact that they have simplified the fact that you don't need mods and all. Like in PUBG, like OG PUBG, you needed to find scopes and silencers and you know suppressors and all that kind of stuff. Here, you just pick up the gun, you pick up a duplicate, boom! You just kind of upgrade it. You know that's pretty cool. Uh, I think the whole mobility, verticality is a nice factor, but it's not for me. I'm sure there's an audience, and yeah, the TTK man, like people jumping all over the place. I can't fucking. Uh, I can't I can't track people that fast anymore so it's definitely not my scene though But but do you think do, do you think it's got it's got like a future I don't think it's got sure. fu- uh, on one hand I don't think it's got a future because dude I honestly think people are starting to get burnt off with battle royale games like if you see even in the thread where we posted our IVG plays a lot of people have said dude do not stream more battle royale games because they're kind of sick of seeing that shit and today what what streams actually works into development right people want to develop stuff games that are streamable in nature that's the that's the nature of the business to a certain extent in this market now and I think uh, people are kind of sick of it but the only thing working in its favor is Ubisoft supports a game for like ever and mm-hmm. i got to give yeah. them props for that right they brought they brought back so many games like rainbow six and for honor from the dead and this is made by their a studio so i don't know dude it could go either way but i honestly don't see it because the competition is too fierce people from apex are not going to move to this people from cod are definitely not going to move to this people from pubg are not going to move to this they, i think everyone will try it out cuz it's free to play but i don't think yeah. it's going to have that retention as as they are hoping for so i think i think on the whole uh i like i actually watched this uh this ubisoft forward live and it was a bit of a letdown but i think ubisoft was banking on the fact that they would end with a surprise which would be far far cry 6 but that kind of which got leaked so yeah and I, yeah i'm sure i mean being surprised by seeing gus fring as the the new villain that would have been cool that would have been would have cool been, for sure that would have been a cool way to end but as things stood because we only knew about it i think it was a bit underwhelming overall for me what what, what do you guys think i thought I, i i thought it was you know to be honest with you i uh, i didn't mind it because most of the games that were shown are games that i was either remotely or like really interested in so there was no like massive downtime i kind of shut my brain off when they showed brawlhalla or whatever that game was because yeah, that's not my yeah. scene and this yeah. and this sam fisher cameo game just pissed me off but everything else yeah. i was like yeah okay this is cool like i yeah. could see this game and i i found it more interesting because they don't waste too much time doing sports 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 they don't waste too much time yeah. with like indie stuff so for me it was for me honestly if if valhalla gets a little better i'll be like dude 
they've they've like knocked it out of the park with Watch Dogs, Valhalla, and uh, Far Cry for sure. These are three franchises. Yeah. For me, this was in fact like the best stream out of the lot that we've seen so far because like there there have been downtimes and other streams where they've shown indie games where they've shown games I'm not really very interested in. But I think Watch Dogs itself set a, such a good tone for the entire stream and uh, the way they went about it with the opening uh, that short film that they had, then the gameplay and like the when they showcased all the different types of characters you can use, that was good. Brawlhalla is something I actually do play with my kids, so that's ah, so there that, you go. That's, that, that's good. For yeah, you. so that was that was good for me. The mobile game, yeah, I didn't care that much about, but Assassin's Creed was great for me. Far Cry Six was also a nice ending for me. I mean, like though I expected it, but it, that that cinematic was quite intense. You know, I mean, I have to give them that. But I will say this, and this is something I was discussing with I think Tyler on the forums also. Their presentation for CG, uh, you know, trailers and all is fucking outstanding, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like even the Far Cry trailer, even the Hyperscape trailer, it's very stylized. It's it's very eye popping. You know, it's like super interesting. Like, okay, yeah. you're not showing gameplay. That kind of sucks. But I'm not bored. I'm like interested in this. I'm invested in this. You know, I yeah. like that. No, what was disappointing was EA. In fact, I mean, like the, compared to EA's stream, I didn't even, even see that Play- shit, dude. I didn't even, even see Sony, that shit. Even Sony PlayStation, for example, like uh, you know, I mean, I like the beginning and the end of that stream, but the middle parts was like I literally. That's when I went out to make my. Play. But you know, I'll tell you something, dude. Ratchet and yeah. Clank blew me away. I was like, bro, yeah, this is some next. That's the thing. So the first few games were nice. Ratchet and Clank was one of them. And after that, it just kind of became a little boring for me. And like in the end, when they showed the console, I was actually expecting the price a little more on it. But yeah, okay. I mean, at least we got to see the console and all, so which was good. But I think with Sony and Microsoft, you can't really expect them to just keep it at a high level throughout because they have a platform to kind of uh, showcase. So they they will have to like show they will have to show indie stuff that over oh, supporting indies on our platform. Or the developers really love our platform. I think they have to do that lip service as well. So they can't they can't just cater to gamers because they know that even their partners from all over the world are watching this. You know, no. On and the all, contrary, I kind of disagree with that because on the contrary, the last few E3 presentations that Sony has had, they have been like on the ball, man. They haven't had low points at all. They've been really, really good with E3 at least, whatever they were showcasing uh, the last few times. So it's also a trend with the console generation. So as the as so when it becomes a point where all you have to talk about is your new games, which was the case in the last few years of Sony, then they'll focus on only the new games. But now they're kind of talking to a lot of people beyond just the gamers right. about their platform. So I think they have to kind of devote that time. Okay, this is what development is like. This is how we're supporting independent developers. I think they. Ha- I think both of them have to u- use some of their streams for this kind of stuff also. Yeah, but I hope Microsoft doesn't do too much of that. <laughs> Later this month, man. I think you've seen they, enough indies for last time. So I think, they bro, really you know what? I'll tell you something. Uh, not to sound like a fanboy, but this whole gen, Microsoft was super underwhelming to me personally. Like I know, uh, like especially since some of the franchises that I was interested in came out on PC, I had zero interest in the console. And I feel that same trend is happening now because whatever Gears comes out, whatever Halo comes out, I'm gonna play it on PC, and then they have nothing on that console. But they're okay with that. They're okay. With I know. Them. I know. They don't see. They don't see Xbox as being a console anymore. They want it to be a platform. As long as you're playing their game, whether it's play, you're playing it on. Uh, as long as they're playing it on their service, Xbox or Game Pass, or whatever. Or no, game Pass, uh, yeah. They don't care. I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, 
it, it was so weird for me because the last gen i was all about the 360 and it was just like a complete 360 for me you know and the, i yeah. i never played games on my ps3 dude i only played like the exclusives like uncharted killzone god of war stuff like that and then from yeah. this gen it's been complete role reversal so and i think sony's yeah. got that momentum right now because their exclusives look like legit dude like, yeah, exclusives look really good dude, as long as they're spider-man and god of war you have to buy buy a sony console there's no for chance. sure and for me, it's Last of Us, dude, because that shit is like whatever Naughty Dog does, I'm there day one. Fuck do you everything. think they'll do a Last of Us three? They didn't. Nobody expected it. Uh, part two. Honestly, the way they've—I mean, I don't want to spoil anything—but the way they closed it, there is a lot of closure in the game. So even if they do uh, go back to this universe, you probably may not play as Ellie. You know, you may play as another character or something else if they want to do this. But I think, yeah. as, from what I can remember. And, and from what I've seen right now, these guys have got so much shit for this game. I think they're mm-hmm. like, you know what, fuck you guys. We're not going to try anything <laughs> cool. Fucking suck on this shit and we're going to make some generic crap. Or they'll be like, fuck you all, we'll make what you want. We, you know, we're going to make what we want. You want to play it, play it. Don't want to play it, don't play it. Because the mm-hmm. amount of shit they've got over this game is insane, dude. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And it's a good game. And, and you know, okay, if you've not played the game... And you and if I mean if you played the game you don't like it cool fair game you you know you bought it for four thousand you didn't like it but Ben Choth you not played the fucking game you're just jumping on the bandwagon because they are like either gay people or trans people that's some fucking bullshit dude that is just that, like that, that's stupid Twitter as for fuck. you man I mean like Twitter just like dude, dude, dude and I the, don't think I don't think that's gonna like in the in, in the overall scheme of things I don't think that's gonna affect this game at all in terms of sales like bro it's not affecting the record. game but it's affecting the makers of the game dude they're getting fucking death threats they're getting like the dude people are calling Neil Druckmann out on his like they're calling him a Jew who wants to who should be killed and all I mean it's gonna affect your psyche if you keep hearing this shit all the time you are like Ben Chodha making sure. this shit for you and now being a bitch about it so fuck you all they're still being yeah. polite about it but people are just going nuts dude and they're not dissing the game they do the chick who played uh, one of the characters let me put it yeah, that way yeah. she started getting death threats at all what death has she threats, done in life threats. she's just I mean it's not even her fault dude the guy wrote the script she was just acting it out but they're dissing her I mean it's dumb dude yeah man I mean like the toxic fanboyism is just like way too much uh, after a point man it's actually entitlement like oh this is how the series should be I know better than you even though you made it I know how it really should be so mm. don't make it any different than that yeah, I mean, and, and they said also, you know, I mean, okay, I understand there are a lot of people and I've read a lot of criticism of this game. Some of the people had valid complaints. They're like, oh, this guy would not have done this because he's a survivor or whatever. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool. You're criticizing this game after you've been invested in it and done it. But just to not play it and you just jump on the bandwagon and be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Dude, that's like, that's dumb shit, dude. And it's a fucking brilliant game. Let me tell you this, dude. It is an awesome game. It is the most tense fucking butt-curling game I've played in a while, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, this shit had me on edge like 24-7. My palms were setty. My fucking asshole was clenched. I was like <laughs> on edge all the time. It's, and it's hectic. It's like intense. Yeah, like bro. the story yeah, is intense. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? Like every time I'd finish a session, I'd be like, shit, I need a cigarette. Shit, I need a drink. It was hectic, dude. And I would not recommend, which is why I wouldn't recommend that for, for at least for Sam, because, you know, there's like some dog oh, drama sure. and all. It's like really hectic, dude. No, but dude, I'm, I, I was so interested, like more, the more and more I read about the game and I hear people talk about the game, like I really, really want to like experience it just for, just for the story. So I you know, should, I'm you really should like watch it. 
I think you should play it because honestly, a play, a watching a playthrough is not going to have the same effect. Because, dude, you know, games normally, very few games affect me, like make me think about shit. Like, oh man, this actually happened, and this game fucked with me throughout. Like, you know, it'll go in one way, then it'll suddenly go in another way. Then I'm like, okay, but then suddenly it'll kind of manipulate you, and you're like, fuck. It's like my mind was like. Blown by the end cool. of it, you know. All that, all that is cool, and that's why I want to play it. But then the fact is that there are enemies that I can't fucking. So here's the thing: you cannot, you can actually not kill dogs, except no, no, for me. the dog, dude. The dogs part is still okay. Like I've killed, I've killed animals in many other games, and that's cool. Yeah. It's okay. Ha, ha. But it's, it's the, it's the fucking clickers. Like, the clickers really got to me in the first game and I know that there are worse enemies than that. Bro, you have no idea but here's the thing, you can actually play the game on like the easiest mode and it's, it'll still be hectic but trust me, it won't be as hectic. You can and I really, really think dude, like as someone who's played the first game so you're kind of invested to a certain extent, you need to get closure on this, you know, you need to finish this chapter off. You need to know how this shit ends because right now YouTube is a mindful of like a minefield of fucking spoilers. Everywhere I go, Mm. there's just spoiler screenshots everywhere and I'm so happy I've already played the game. I'd be really pissed. Yeah. But tell me one thing now, speaking of... uh, from the first uh, trailer, I was I was pretty much out <laughs> when I when they showed that trailer of uh, somebody smashing that girl's arm with a hammer. I was like, nope, <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, that I remember that E three scene, man. That was quite. Yeah, I, I could not take that itself, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna play this game. Dude, and that's still like I some love... of the tamer shit. Yeah, dude, I like. I see. I'm I'm a fan of Mortal Kombat, man. I love violence in games and stuff like that. But it's like that's still cartoony violence. You don't have to. But make that's it the thing. They believable. they actually they actually want the violence in this game to feel very uncomfortable. Like yeah, it's man. not like yeah, headshot. Like there were times I did that. Don't get me wrong. When I blew someone off with a shotgun, it's satisfying. But most huh. of the time, it's like, oh man, like shit. Yeah, I shouldn't have yeah. done that. It's not like Soldier of Fortune, Mortal Kombat kind of thing. But exactly, anyway, yeah. uh, speaking of. PS4 exclusive games. You guys getting Ghost of Tsushima this weekend? I really want to, but right now I I like I have so much of a backlog of games I want to play first. If, if I get that game, it's just gonna build my backlog more. So I think I'm gonna wait for a while. But but yeah, I really, I really do want to play the game. And I'm a fan of Sucker Punch, so for sure. What about yeah. you, Gagan? Just just what like he said, right? I'm playing Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. So I I don't think I can jump onto Ghost of Tsushima right after that because it's going to be. Like it'll be quite jarring a, to be honest it, and you'll get jarring. burnt out with this whole you'll get open world fatigue like very fast exactly and uh, not only that i'm also interested in playing it probably on the ps5 once that happens and uh, seeing how it Fair. works later on anyway i'm not a big fan of playing it on uh, playing these games on day one so playing it a year down the line also is not that big a deal to me so i, I can wait okay. what about you you're already playing it right you played a bit already yeah, I did play it, dude. In fact, I played like the first two hours of the game. And at first, the game was like super linear because there's like this, you know, this setting up the story. But once the game world opens up, dude, it is a fucking gorgeous game world to explore. Like you just want to sit there and I want to just look in one direction, screenshot, look in another direction, screenshot, look in the third direction, screenshot. Like everything <laughs> looks good, you know. And uh, and like we said, like, you know, there's... Gagan may not like this aspect, but you'll like it. Is there are no 50,000 icons saying, come here, come here, come here. It's like no, empty. I'm not completely close to it, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, if the game has some support system, why not? <laughs> like, and, and, and I like what they've done with combat, where it's not like, it's not 
it's kind of like Sekiro light of sorts where yeah you need to parry you need to be on point with parrying you need to make sure a guy doesn't gang up on you because like say you have a bunch of enemies and one comes at you with a knife or one comes at you with a sword one comes at you with an axe you kind of have to use different strategies and if you kind of ignore the other guy you can die in like two hits at least initially so it's got that level of like intensity to every battle but it's not like a from software game where your confidence just pummels as you play more you know it's mm. it's intense it's rewarding exploration is rewarding in a way where like kind of like sleeping dogs you know where you where you like you randomly follow a fox you know because animals show you the way to certain like swag so you follow a fox you get like a fucking reward you can follow some mm. other shit you get some other reward you'll find a shrine you'll get a skill set there so there's nothing so they want you to explore but it's not kind of shoehorned into it with like so, you know bright markers I, and stuff like that i like that are you also supposed to hunt animals and all that in this i i believe so but i haven't played so much because like i said the first the first one hour was linear the second uh, uh, the second hour i played the game did kind of open up but i was just running through a bunch of quests just to kind of get a hang of the combat but i do right. believe that there is some uh, there's hunting there's a lot of a customization in the way you look uh i don't know if that play, if if that ties into kind of performance there are your skill trees there's there's a good amount of rpg systems over there as well if if there is something so, people are interested in so apparently what uh, the gear you wear has an effect on your stats as well so that's what there you had go. said yeah yeah sure because yeah because like i'm guessing when you play as a ghost you can't mm-hmm. wear your heavy duty samurai gear and like sneak exactly. around right so it's probably yeah. that and i do like that system also because when you it's really cool because when you playing as a samurai dude this guy gives no fucks he'll go in the middle of a camp he start yelling at people and then he'll fight them <laughs> one by one because that's the honorable way right but when you play as yeah. a ghost it's completely different so it's kind of cool to have that the game mm-hmm. do that for nice. you you know it's nice and then there's nice. death stranding coming on pc also which i've always been think you're kind of playing maybe i'll do some playthroughs of that i don't know <laughs> you're not going to play it <laughs> it's, it's just that the starting is going to be kind of painful to get through i've heard that from everyone including you gagan but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But like a lot of people have said it's like a very therapeutic kind of chilled out game once you get into the vibe like even Andre himself said that right like you play the yeah. game you get into it after a while it's like it's a different kind of game you know it's not like a gamey game it's a different right. kind of game I don't know if yeah. I reached that way See, but honestly you know what a few hours inside the sorry what a few hours playing the game I was starting to enjoy it the game world started to open up I got a few power ups that uh, helped me with my traversal and all that and the world became like it the world started to make a little more sense to me because of the lore and everything that comes in through all those extended cut scenes but yeah this it's really not my cup of tea and I'm not sure how much you're going to enjoy it knowing your taste in games but I mean yeah if you get a code for it, if you get to try it out definitely do that i mean is there is there is, is there is the lore in the game interesting cuz it looks bad shit crazy from the trailers so it's it's honestly something you have to kind of follow because uh, otherwise the game world will not make sense to you and a lot of things that you do to kind of fight against the bts and all it it depends on uh, it, it that information comes in through the conversations that you're having and uh, through the things that are being collected off your body i am going to wait for you to figure that out and, okay and uh, yeah so uh, it is kind of interesting and but the thing is that yeah there's a lot of it so just keep some time free and you know start definitely I, i mean start why one of those pick up and play for like 10 minutes and experience games right you got to invest at time all, not at and all. stuff in it so yeah yeah 
for sure. So, in fact, like some of the stealth parts are quite nice. I mean, it can get a bit intense, especially, and the mechanics are there to kind of uh, make it sound also a little more intense, especially uh, intel. Uh, sorry, <laughs> make it sound more intense. <laughs> intense, yeah. I was saying. Yeah, sorry, make it sound more intense because uh, you have that clicking thing on your shoulder constantly, which kind of points towards the BTs, and you have that baby that's stressing out, and you cannot let the baby completely stress out. <laughs> yeah, dude, like just, that was so weird. Like, what is a baby doing? there with you is that explained so, in the story yeah yeah it's explained there's a reason that you need to have it and something more comes out of it later on in the story as well so but but see it is nice if you can get into it if you can kind of uh, spend that much time on the game then i'm sure you'll be rewarded well you know but it's not something that you can i don't know i don't think it's as relaxing as andre also says it is because once a bd shows out it completely takes over the way you're playing the game so what's a bd instead those black monsters those ghosts, yeah those ghosts, ghosts uh, yeah sure. okay and then the rain man the rain is so relentless it's really annoying i mean you can and there are not that many places that you can hide initially at least you know so and it starts uh, draining uh, your health and all after a while <laughs> yeah so sounds like hectic, basically the whole the whole world is kind of against you but i mean if you can get through last of us i'm sure you can get through this but without the action yeah okay okay I'll definitely try it out in fact we may stream that if people want to see the stream of the pc version yeah people and let us know is there yeah is there anything else uh, out there to play this weekend besides ghosts and uh, dead standing halo 3 Halo 3 is out <laughs> on yes PC. on PC. Yes, we've been playing that for a while. There's a stream up on our Facebook page as well, so please do check that out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we could wrap the first podcast in a year up on a bright <laughs> note like this and hopefully speak about this soon enough again. Come right. back in a week's time. Yeah. Is it a realistic figure? Yeah, hopefully. Don't hold Let's us to do it. This. We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> If not a week then at least after the Microsoft conference, you know. Let's have some discussion then. When is that? When is that happening? That's all. Third. That's like wait, August twenty third or July? No, 23rd? July twenty third. Oh, okay, okay, fair. No, I fair. think I think we should do another one before that. Great, Definitely. let's do it. Definitely, cool, man. So we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you in the next one.